The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic, Dynamic pet, pet Duo. Well, greeting to you and yours. You are listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. You know, last weekend was um, exceptionally hard for us. We lost our beloved Hannah. Difficult. She, yeah, very difficult. She was a golden retriever. She was about 14 years old. And it's as you guys know, it's really hard to lose a pet. It's it's awful, especially if you're like us. You know, we lost our dog Thames within the last three or four months. Slept in bed with me every night. Yeah. So. You know, each week as I'm doing research or we're doing research for the show, we come across so many people who lose their pets. I mean, a lot of times when you're on various websites, they talk about celebrities losing their pets. And I find every week after week. But it's not only celebrities, it's people out there. Everybody's losing. We identify with you. You yeah. identify with us. Uh, right. How special your pet is. And how we feel for you. Ugh. And because we know how we feel right now. Still, Yeah, it's it's just, you know, it happened last weekend and it's just it's still very fresh in our mind, especially, you know, when I think about even moving to Florida that I've lost Roan and Hudson and Thames and Hannah, you know, and then my last link back to New York is Ty, who's. 13, about the same age as Hannah. So I'm I'm like, you know, I look at him and I, I'm panic stricken. Well, anyway, so in segment four, we're going to talk about how to honor dogs and other pets that have passed away. In seg three, Char and I talked with North Carolina State University's College of Veterinary Medicine's Margaret Groon DVM about a canine sleep study that could serve as a baseline for research on chronic pain and cognitive function in dogs, potentially improving detection and treatment of these conditions. In segment two, in this portion of the show, I'm talking about how one country singer always has the backs of our mutts. And in Flex Facts, I'm talking about writing prescriptions for clients. Mm, that's going to be interesting. And of course, in one, we discuss how dog walkers are assisting local law enforcement as extra eyes and ears while out walking their dogs. So joining us today to talk about Dog Walker Watch is Matt Peskin, the executive director of the National Association of Town Watch. Matt, welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So before we get started, talk to us about the National Association of Town Watch. What does your organization do? It is a nonprofit crime prevention organization that works in cooperation with thousands of citizen crime watch groups and police departments across the country. It was founded back in uh, 1981, and the, the goal at that time was to provide a clearinghouse. There was crime watch groups were springing up all over the place at that time, and the idea was to establish a clearinghouse of information. Each of these groups was like little foxholes all across the country in their own municipality, city, county, 
not knowing that there were thousands of other ones across the country. So the idea was to try and tie them together, give them some information, assistance, share ideas, things like that. Cool, because I think that's important, especially now where so many people are isolated. You know, at least if they ha- they knew about this organization, it's it's very helpful. Really important. And, and amazingly, 1981. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Well, oh. you know, it's funny, Matt, because I was reading an article earlier in the week about the Big Rapids Department of Public Safety in Michigan, and they started your dog walker watch program. So this pro this is your program, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So tell <laughs> so tell us about it. So I'll give you the, uh, it's about five years old. Watch, And the more you get into it, the easier it is to say. So I know that we all struggle with it, but dog walker watch, see it flows right out. Uh, (laughs) The, the, the idea was actually, you know, I live near uh, a park and I, one day I saw that, uh, you know, I was watching these people walk by walking their dogs and every one of them had their, phone in front of their face, checking emails, listening to music, talking to people. And I'm thinking to myself, geez, these are such valuable people in terms of the crime watch movement. They know their neighborhoods. They're out at all hours. They know the neighborhoods better than the police departments. We need something. We need to use them in some way. So long story short is that we established this program, which is led by local police departments. They go, they take the program learn how to train citizens and they go out and once all of a sudden these dog walkers of which there are 75 or 76 million across the country become extra eyes and ears for the police department. They learn how to report suspicious activity. They learn about what is suspicious and what is not suspicious. They talk, learn about how to talk to 911 and not freak out. So all of a sudden you're adding 75 million people into on, into this country's crime watch movement. So in the simplified terms, that's Dog Walker Watch. This is fantastic. I can see how so many people would love this program. <laughs> One of the reasons that we're still in it, of course, the neighborhood watch movement and communities across the country have it, but this program tends to attract a whole new group of people. And you know how uh, all pet people, but dog people talk to dog <laughs> people. So now all of a sudden when police departments do their training, they're bringing in a whole new group of people, a fresh group that they haven't talked to in years and years and years. And they get to know the officer. The officer gets to know the people. Everybody becomes a little bit more comfortable with with each other. And that's a great way to stop crime because a criminal is not going to go into a neighborhood where people are close and talk to each other. Good point. Really good point. I'll bet you you're going to see a a burgeoning of new members that want to join because there are so many walkers with their pets and knowing about what you do they'll want to be part of this but that brings up my next question so how is the program implemented in a community and how are the citizens trained to become dog walker watches you said it perfectly you didn't even stutter just rolled up yeah, you see, it, it, dog it, it, five ten minutes you gotta it's no problem so what happens is like big rapids or if if it's lansing michigan or if it's sacramento california what happens is the the police department or or us or a citizen will reach out to us ask about the program we send them information then the police department receives a training video that we produced for them they can localize it they don't need to use ours exactly the way it is it just helps them get going 
they would hold a class. Like in my community, when we introduced it, we held a class of 30 people in the local firehouse. And we actually invited people to bring their well-trained dogs with them. What they do is it's a half hour program. This is what we want you to do. We want you to lift your head up, put your phone in your pocket and look around your neighborhood and see what's suspicious. Then you do that again the next month. Yeah, I mean, lastly, I mean, I mean, it's not it's really a great public relations, community relations initiative because you have more people in the community who can efficiently use the resources, whether it's not calling 911 or 311 or using what they have, like like simply your phone to take a picture of something that you see that's a little suspicious. I mean, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to come up on a drug deal with your camera <laughs> and videotape it. But no, I mean, actually, part of the training is like what you're saying is if you were to see, you know, if you were to come upon something, they're trained to actually go, you know, to go away, you know, 100 feet, 200 feet, 300 feet away, then make the call because you certainly don't want to be in the middle of it. Mm-mm. No way. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Crazy. OK, lastly. Do I need a dog to participate? You don't have to have a dog. If you're interested in this program and you're out and about and you have a cell phone, you certainly can be part of it. Yeah, because you could have walking watch next, Matt. Walking watch. Women (laughs) in their like spandex, Lululemons walk in the neighborhoods and they walk three and four miles. Sounds great. Yeah. Well, anyway, to learn more about this program, Dog Walker Watch, <laughs> you know, we're going to be saying that. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell like 15,000 people. What like, is it? Dog, Dog Walker, Walker Watch. Okay. DWW. Well, to learn more about this program, visit natw.org. Up next, Celebrity Pet Buzz and Flex Facts. Stay tuned. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Tever Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Tever Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. And the best part is you can get Tever Pet flea and tick topicals delivered right to your door when you shop on TeverPet.com. Tever Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. We first heard about EpiPet at our local rescue shelter where our family adopted Lucy, a 10-year-old yellow lab, She was in tough shape, but we noticed within just a few days how soft and thick her coat was getting. She has more energy now, loves to chase her favorite tennis ball, and most importantly, how happy and healthy Lucy is now. We could not be happier. Thanks, EpiPet. To order better pet health for your dog or cat, just visit epi-pet.com. 
That's epi-pet.com. segment two with some celebrity pet news you know what i just have to gush about miranda lambert i love the fact that she does so much to help pets in 2009 lambert founded mutt nation the mutt nation foundation an organization dedicated to finding safe and happy homes for rescue pets and a big part of that foundation's mission involves helping the shelters that make pet adoption possible. So on Giving Tuesday, which is December 1st in 2020, Mutt Nation announced it expanded its Share the Love program, a grant program open to anyone who adopted or fostered a pet through or volunteered in an animal shelter in 2020. Animal lovers that applied for the program nominated their local animal shelters to receive one of the 15 Mutt Nation Foundation $1,000 grants. So Mutt Nation announced the 15 winners this past Valentine's Day. You know, Dr. Fleck, over 14,000 participants took part in this year's Share the Love program. Now it's in its third year. And they're actually, they started out with 500 grants. And now, you know, four years later, they're getting like over 2,000 people applying. So I think it's great. Big hugs to you, Miranda Lambert, and congratulations to your 15 share the love winners for the $1,000 grant. I mean, that's one celebrity who really is doing something to help pets. And it's consistent. It's consistent. I remember we talked about something she was doing probably way back in September to help the animals, right? Very thankful for her and the effort she does. Yeah, and now what everyone's been waiting for... Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers! I want the truth! It's gonna take long. You got the time. Flex. Facts. Are you ready, Dr. Flex? I'm ready. Okay, so Dr. Flex, I have a question for you. So... I was on Nextdoor and to review, just so you know, everybody, Nextdoor is a hyper-local social networking service for neighborhoods. It's kind of used as a neighborhood hub for connections and exchanging of helpful information like goods and services. So folks use it to learn more about their neighborhood. So while I was on it, I came across a post in the pet community group. A woman wrote um, that her veterinarian, and it's a local veterinarian, it's out by the beach here, would not give her a prescription for medicine she needed. Now, this was really surprising because I know this practice was sold not such a long time ago. It's a corporate practice. The office, she wrote, the office would only sell her the specific medication. They would not give her a prescription. So I wanted to find out why would a client want a prescription from their veterinarian? Yeah, that's a fair question to ask. The fair question to ask because there are a number of items that you don't need a prescription for. Okay. So those would be like over-the-counter OTC, right. OTC products. Okay. So you, you don't need to worry about visiting your veterinarian for that. But for prescription items, uh-huh. and particularly for DEA or scheduled drug items, okay, you will need a prescription. And that means that there has to be a relationship between the pet, the, the patient, and the doctor, which means that there has to be an examination done by the veterinarian with that okay over that but i guess what i'm looking for it is example so one example i i I thought of and maybe you can tell me if i'm on the right track 
is like diabetes. Absolutely. Okay? So insulin, pet insulin is really expensive. It's a lot more ins- expensive than human insulin. Isn't that correct? In a lot of cases, and lots of times we use the same thing. Okay. But uh, from what, from my understanding, veterinary it, insulin, generally be, speaking, it's a little more expensive. Right. So a lot of people would prefer to have a prescription for that and then go fill it at like an online retailer or Walmart. Right. Yes. So it's not uncommon for people to ask you for prescriptions. It's not uncommon. As a matter of fact, I dealt with that earlier today. Okay. Uh, in my office. So clients can go on Chewy online. Yeah, on, just any, 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 any the, online, online retailer. And they cho- choose to get their insulin that way. And along with their insulin injectable sure. syringes. Right. Um, and then they work through our office to learn how to administer it. Right. how much to administer. And that's okay, where we so, come into So you it. cover all the bases. Okay. Cause we don't have a lot of time, but I want to get through this material. So what are the principles or policies that discuss providing a client with a prescription? There's federal regulations, there's state regulations. Okay. But generally speaking, according to the American veterinary medical association, that's the AVMA it's principles of veterinary medical ethics require that veterinarians provide prescriptions to clients upon request in lieu of dispensing a drug when a veterinary client-patient relationship exists, as I said, and the veterinarian has determined that the drug is medically necessary. Okay. Additionally, most states have laws requiring veterinarians to provide prescriptions upon request. And I might add that there is not to be a fee for that also. Okay. So, okay. So where can I find because we have so many listeners all over the country. Where can I find the state information pertaining to this? You issue? can check the avma.org website for specific state information. As of October 2020, the AVMA has found specific statutes, rules, or agency policy statements addressing whether or not a veterinarian is required to provide a written prescription at the request of his or her client. 41 states have adopted laws, regulations, or policy statements that specifically or implicitly require veterinarians to provide the clients with a written prescription upon request in some circumstances. Okay, so the AVMA says you got to hand out a prescription if your clients um, want one. Okay, so what's the recourse if my vet won't give me a prescription? Well, it's important to note that state boards of veterinary medicine could find in, in, in acting on a complaint that failure to honor a client's request for prescription constitutes unprofessional conduct leading to discipline against the veterinarian. Unprofessional conduct generally refers to a departure from or failure to conform to the standards of acceptable and prevailing practice of veterinary medicine. So this is a case with our state of Florida and the Florida statute states, the following act shall constitute grounds for which the disciplinary action in subsection two may be taken. Failure to provide the client with the prescription for the patient mm-hmm. uh, when requested could lead to disciplinary, disciplinary action. Wow. Hey, perhaps, you know, you can post this information on 
the local next door site. You know, that's a really good idea. You know, it really is. Yeah. So, um, no, I'm going to do that because I think that's really important information to know. So lastly, what advice do you have for pet owners regarding their prescription? Wherever you get your pet's medication, whether it's online, retail, pharmacy, Walmart, et cetera, just get your prescription filled so that your pet can get the necessary medication ASAP. That's great advice. It's really important advice because so many times people take the prescription and they don't fill it. Just like people's. Just like people. I've been guilty of that, of not filling my prescription right away. Not me. I'm a doctor. I always do it right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to laugh about that one. Is there anything else, Dr. Flex? Hey, that's all the Flex Facts for the week. Thanks so much for answering my question. Well, you know, we're here to help and encourage our listeners to send us the questions. Write to us at team at the and we will answer your questions just like we did today or reply to your comments on next week's show. So what are you waiting for? Email us. Email us today. Now. Yeah. So stick around more of the pet buzz very soon. Bet you can't wait for my I likey of the week. the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. Use EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Visit epi-pet.com. What would you do with two and a half more years with your dog? Two and a half more years of fetch, of walks, of love. Studies show that overweight dogs live two and a half years less on average than dogs at a healthy weight. But Slim Paws is here to help. Veterinarian recommended weight loss in one daily chew for your dog. Slim Paws, for the long, healthy life of your dog. You know, you're listening to the best in pet talk radio. This is the pet buzz. That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. You know, each year we love to cover crew of Barkus and Mardi Gras Parade, where dog owners and their canines come to participate in one of the greatest parades ever. But as you can imagine, COVID put the kibosh on such things in New Orleans. But there's this new great trend that's coming out in New Orleans that we I like. Actually, I love it. Okay, so guess what it is, Dr. Fleck? What is it? It is the house float movement. So all over the New Orleans area where they celebrate Mardi Gras and probably down in Mobile, because there is no Mardi Gras parades, people have decorated the front of their houses like floats. So one crew, crew of Marty Paws, 
which is in Covington. They have their own, not the one that I usually go to, Corrupt Bark is that parade. But in Covington, Louisiana, which is nearby, they are doing a doghouse float competition. So people and businesses all over town are building doghouses or buying them and decorating them. It's amazing. We need to get some of the pictures so that we can put it on. I our... got the picture. Look at this right here. Oh, Look my. At those. Oh, my gosh. Aren't they awesome? That is so cool. Right. So I'm going to put them up so our viewers can see them. Our listeners can see them uh, on our social media pages. There are some great dog houses. And guess what colors they are? Look. They're gold. They're purple and they're green, just like our Mardi Gras colors. Hey, I mean, hey, people go there. Look at this. This is yeah, so cool. Yeah, definitely. Check out our social media channels and you can see how pet owners and the crew of Mardi Gras Paws yeah. yep. is actually taking this trend to a new level with these great dog house floats. Kind of fun this year, but I sure will be glad yeah. when COVID's gone. Yeah. I mean, people in New Orleans are just walking around so you can walk around all over town yep. and, and see these great dog house floats. Okay, so everyone check this out. A new canine sleep study from North Carolina State University could serve as a baseline for research on chronic pain and cognitive dysfunction in dogs, potentially improving detection and treatment of these conditions. And joining us today to talk about the new study is Margaret Gruen, Assistant Professor of Behavioral Medicine at North Carolina State and corresponding author of the work. Dr. Gruen, welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Thank you. It's nice to be here. We're excited to have her. We are really excited. This is an interesting study. Yeah. So why study the sleep patterns of dogs? Well, I mean, I think we can all agree sleep is just of really fundamental importance and understanding what sleep patterns look like in normal dogs will help us to be able to look for changes in that normal pattern and how these patterns develop in young dogs, how they change over time and how those changes might be associated with disease states in dogs. So there's some exciting newer research that's providing insight into sleep stages in dogs, but that fundamental research on the sleep-wake cycles was pretty old or it was performed in laboratory dogs. And we know that dogs' activities affected by human activity. So comparisons with laboratory house dogs was not as helpful for studying naturally occurring diseases in pet dogs. So how does the sleep pattern of dogs relate to research on chronic pain and cognitive dysfunction in dogs? Because when I was doing the research, I didn't really see so much the correlation. I mean, when I read the study, yes, but prior for some of the articles. So if you could talk a little bit about that, because I know our listening audience is going to want to know that. Sure. So it's really important for both dog health and the veterinary science, and then also thinking about dogs as how they relate to human diseases. So chronic pain, we know there's, there's impairments in sleep with that um, in both dogs and in people. So dogs develop chronically painful conditions like arthritis. And some of our prior work showed that dogs will sleep better Dogs with arthritis will sleep more soundly or less restless when they're receiving an anti-inflammatory medication. So we know that, that that's similar between people and humans. And then in cognitive dysfunction in dogs, one of the hallmark signs is the change in the sleep-wake cycle, which we talk about as being kind of awake and restless during the night, but without really knowing what the normal sleep-wake cycle is, it's hard for us to be able to detect what a change would be, especially at an earlier stage, which is what we're hoping to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you okay, would I can see that where too. this is yeah. I could see where this is going. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. You had a question. So how did you conduct the study? 
So we recruited dogs from the local area and we had them come in with their owners. Um, we did a, a brief health check on them. They filled out some questionnaires and then we had them have a collar mounted activity monitor. So it's just a little monitor. It weighs about 18 grams. It, it, it attaches to their collar and they don't even really notice that it's there. And it collects activity account every single minute over every day for two weeks. And then we analyze those activity counts to look at that kind of average activity over time and what different factors affect that pattern. Now, were there a number of dogs, sex, Yep, so 42 dogs were enrolled in the study and completed the study. There are 21 males and 21 females, so we were pretty nicely split there. And they were healthy adult dogs, so they ranged in age from a little over one to about nine years old. So these were conducted at home with the monitoring? Mm -hmm. Yep, they just wear them throughout their normal day. And the owners filled out a few questionnaires for us and then also made any notes of you know big things that happen, like if the collar came off for a bath. but Otherwise, they just went about their normal day. Okay, so what were the results? What were the findings? So we did two types of analyses, one that looks at kind of an average um, over the day or over periods of time, and then a second, more exciting one that was a collaboration with um, University of Toronto, where we were actually able to look at the pattern of activity across the day. So instead of just averages, it lets us look at exactly when changes in sleep-wake patterns were occurring, and then look at what features and factors about the dogs are there, about the dogs were affecting that pattern. And we found that the dogs have two peaks of activity, which we sort of expected. So they have a morning peak of activity between about seven and nine, and then they have an evening longer peak of activity about when people would get home from work. So 5.30 to 9 or 10 p.m. And then they sleep during the middle of the day and during the night. Yeah, that seems normal. I mean, that's when the humans are home. So you would kind of expect that they would get excited. Yeah, it the seems like our experience of, nature. Seems like that's their experience of watching our pets. Yeah, I mean, I doing. think so. OK, mm. so um, what other factors affected sleep patterns of the dogs? Any specific characteristics of the um, pets in the study? Yeah, so we found even within this group of healthy adult dogs that the Younger dogs were more active during the peaks of activity, so they had higher activity counts during that time. Not significant, but we could start to see a shift in the pattern for the older dogs where they were going to bed a little bit earlier and waking up a little bit earlier. We also saw that the lighter dogs had a peak of activity during the night that was different from other dogs. We don't have a great explanation for that. You mean um, lighter in terms of weight or color? Weight. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then the female dogs were more active than the male dogs, especially during that evening peak. Oh, it that's worked. interesting. Yeah. 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 No football. They no. weren't out there playing. <laughs> Maybe the girl dogs were out there playing football. Well, the guys are on the couch. So so are the dogs. Yeah, I Doing guess. Dogs. Yeah, watching the ball games. You're right. Watching the news, whatever. I know. Okay. We're trying to figure out a short <laughs> Great. Okay. So that was, uh, that was really interesting oh, research. And, and like, just to remind everyone, that was Dr. Margaret Gruen, assistant professor at North Carolina State University, discussing a baseline for sleep research for canines. I wonder if she's going to do a cat one. Mm. What do you think? Uh, I think she should. I think she should. So that would be kind of cool that I think that'll be good because, you know, it's like, that's like the next study. Yep. You know, 
So we'll have to like see what's going on with that. So everyone, to check out her research, you want to go to comparativebehavioralresearch.wordpress.ncu.edu. And we're going to make sure we post that in our social media channels so that you all can check it out. Because I think this is really, really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to take a commercial break. But first, I've got a quick question for you all. Did you sign up for our Pet Buzz newsletter? You're going to find out what's happening with us. Of course, our dogs and cats and the most important pet news that can help you take better care of your dogs, cats, and all your other animals. So sign up for newsletter at thepetbuzz.com. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss a buzzworthy moment of this fantastic pet show. I can say that, right, Dr. Fleck? Yes, you can. I can so. Okay. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. Use EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Visit epi-pet.com. Nothing could ever prepare me for this day I guess nothing could ever prepare me for this pain How do I say goodbye to one who has taught me to love You know, there are many ways to preserve the memory of a beloved pet we want to review some unique and personal options of pet commemoration. One option is burial. Mm -hmm. This, of course, is the most traditional way to commemorate your furry family member. Whether you purchase a plot in a pet cemetery, find a burial spot in your garden, or scatter ashes on the beach, you allow yourself a place to visit and give tribute to your pet. You might choose to mark the spot with a permanent headstone, a more subtle wooden sign, or perhaps an item of significance, such as the pet collar or bowl. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite ways to remember a pet is to plant a tree. So like the animal it represents, a tree needs care and attention, love and patience mm -hmm. to grow. And what better way to pay homage to your furry friend than to see them through Just the seasons? Through it, yeah. yeah. A tree might stand only as a only as a symbol of your pet or could be grown in the spot where they're buried. You know, I, what I used to do when I lived back in New York and I owned the pet care service, when friends pass, pets would pass away. I would send them a cypress tree from 1-800-Flowers. Um, in classical antiquity, the cypress was a symbol of mourning. And in the modern era, it remains the principal cemetery tree. I didn't know if you know that. 
Uh, well, back in the day, those trees were only nineteen ninety nine, but now they cost a lot more. They're almost like thirty nine or thirty nine to sixty five dollars on the site, but um, you can still find them at Lowe's and Home Depot or other garden sites, and it's a nice thing to send a tree to somebody, you know, um, Mm -hmm. they can plant it in their backyard or, you know, plant it in, in, in a pot and put it on their balcony or something along the lines, you know, I mean, I think it's great. And you had another thing. You can also do a photo book. Yeah. That's, Oh, that's a great idea. You know, pet owners have kept photographs of their past animals for generation, but the ready availability of printing services nowadays allows for a cost-effective way to make, your pet pictures a little more permanent. Countless companies, from your local printing shop to online mail order services, can publish your pet's happiest times in a hardcover book to be cherished forever. You can even design the layout of the book yourself, including captions and dates that detail those memorable moments. Yeah. Keeping a photo book to hand on a bookshelf or a coffee table guarantees that your pet will. Never be forgotten. Yeah. And, you know, it's great. Like, you know, one of the nice things I think that we did this weekend was look at pictures of Hannah Mm -hmm. and um, and even, you know, look at things like just silly things like her Mm -hmm. and the getting a bath, her her being on TV, her being on TV. I had that great picture of her with Jerry Willis um, from Fox News um, when we still lived back in New York. And then there was another picture I found of Thames with Wally and Hammy that uh, I took off your phone. And, and of course, you know, one of the things that I do is I, I, I've, I keep their ashes. So if you decide to cremate your pet, you know, their ashes can be eternalized in a variety of ways. Um, whether you do a spectacular send off of fireworks to uh, at more at my house, a traditional urn above the fireplace, there are lots of options available to you. While they can be a little bit more costly, another beautiful way to memorialize your pets is to have their ashes set into a glass gemstone. Now, a lot of a lot of ladies are doing this now. The jewelry can be worn at a later date or it could be on display at home. And it's real. Like I said, it's really becoming a popular option and can be accompanied by metalwork engraved with the pet's names. And gemstone jewelry is a great way uh, to commemorate your pet. You can even pick a gemstone for your pet's, you know, birth month. Absolutely. You know, Hannah, Hannah's just like mine is January. So that would, you know, that would be a garnet to remember. You know, and here's something that people don't think of sometimes, but why don't you consider giving something back in their remembrance? Like giving a donation in your pet's name is a wonderful way to make a difference to other animals like them. This might be a cash donation to a charity or an animal shelter. You might prefer to help more directly by giving your dime to an animal welfare charity. From local rescue centers to big national charity organizations, there are countless organizations that you should consider. So giving your time or making a donation can make a real difference to other animals. Yeah, you can even donate your pet's bed or blankets or toys. And that might be sad, but it might be something to do. It kind of recirculates them forever. It just perpetuates them. Right, exactly. You know, I never thought of this option, but in doing my research, I kind of liked it. It's kind of a wild one. So there's a Texas-based company, Celestis Pets, and together you can arrange to lodge 
the ashes of your pet into space. Yes, yes space. Mm-hmm. The prices start at twenty four thousand dollars, almost twenty five thousand. And it goes up to twelve thousand five hundred to launch your pet into. So deep it's not twenty four thousand. It's, it's twenty four hundred. Oh, did I say 20, 20, yeah, yeah, it's twenty five hundred dollars. That's not a lot of money. No. So you cost us a lot more to go. Yeah. Up. To go into space. So. So it's twenty five hundred to twelve, about thirteen thousand dollars to launch your pet into deep space. And this is a memorial like no other. It's a little out of the ordinary, but it's definitely unique. And it's something if you uh, mm. want to do something unbelievable, why not? Yeah, I think that could be a choice of some people with a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> But guess what? I, yeah, you know what I'm lastly going to talk about? Yeah. Okay. So often the best way of all to memorialize a pet is to take that next step when you're ready and bring a new pet into the family. Buying or adopting again after a pet has passed can be difficult and can feel like you are trying to replace a cherished friend. Never do that. We never replace. Yeah, I think it's just the way some people feel. I mean, I've always pretty much had a pet like when I thought the other ones were not doing well. I always had another pet that I just introduced before, but I never each pet is unique. I never felt like I was replacing. Yeah, but selfishly, I think that we we're we're kind of we're filling our void. Yeah, we're filling that void. Uh And it's and it's a tribute to the pet that has passed also. So in truth. A new pet can help fill a void your first pet left behind. The desire to welcome another pet into your home shows how much your first pet and the happiness they brought over the years, how it really meant to you. No, and and that's good. You know, it's kind of I wanted to kind of end this on a spacey new pet note because, uh, you know, it started out it's so exciting. It, it is. It started out like kind of sad. You know, I could see we're, we're watching ourselves thinking about Hannah and our dogs and everything. But I'm um, really the whole idea is that we hope these ideas help you to memorialize your pets and you know, while you might be sad at the loss of a pet. And, and like I said, the most important thing for me is that we celebrate Hannah and Thames's lives every chance we get, either by talking about them or or looking at their pictures. Um, and I think that's most important because they really did. I mean, yeah, we're sad, but when you really think about it, they really made us laugh. Oh, my God. And the crazy things like you know, that Hannah did. And, you know, I think about her on the TV shows that she was on, even here in Florida, back in New York. And they just help formulate our whole life. Yeah, they do. And it's uh, something our lives, you know, I guess that's why we do what we do. Yeah. And on that note, I'm going to say it's time to wrap the show. (laughs) Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. It's always too soon to wrap the show, and especially... Especially this week. Yeah, of course. And next week, you know, I've been trying to bring in this component of Black History Month into the Mm -hmm. pet world. So I guess uh, I'm going to try to do that next month. Of course, we're always talking about pet health topics and whatever's in the news. But uh, we definitely have to thank our guests. So I'm going to thank Matt Peskin, because it was great having him on the show, Mm -hmm. right? 
I'm going to thank Dr. Margaret Groom. It was great from North Carolina State University. Exactly, she was great. And of course, we always have to thank our sponsors: the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin care and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. If you have any questions, write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. We will, just like we did this week, cover it on next week's show. Yeah, and if you've missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels as well as uh, your favorite streaming channel and listen to the Link Podcast on Monday morning. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out, pet love. Goodbye. Bye, Hannah. Bye, Tim. Bye.